The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Oh man, are we on a quest for this show today <laughs> on the masculine journey? We may go where no man has chose to go on before. <laughs> you just <laughs> segue from one old show to the yeah, other. Yeah, there you go. The the challenge we have for you today on the masculine journey is we've been working through these pillars of the masculine journey. It, it, you know, what are the foundations of the masculine journey? And and we've got Dennis with us. We got Big Jim Graham with us, and and we got uh, Sam on the phone. Sam, week one was what? That was faith, Robbie. The foundation of faith, which we called a pillar initially, and then we said the faith in Jesus Christ and the faith in that relationship with him has to be your foundation. Yeah, it, it, without that, you got nothing to build on, so to speak. So we got that one. And then the second week, we did what, Dennis? Hope. Hope. And yeah. so you might guess that after faith and hope, today's show we're going to be talking about. We can go with the Old Testament and, I mean, the king james and say charity but love or not there you go chesed <laughs> and I so as i said we're on a quest we're on a quest as one of the questions that sam put to all of us on this quest for love um is one of the challenges for men is being able to accept love and almost what stands in the way from you being able to receive love and so we're going to fire right out of the chute with a a clip that you may not expect from a movie that you may not expect. It's it's called <laughs> <laughs> The Perks of Being a Wallflower, which, you know, a lot of us here can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, a little unusual movie. In this particular story, we have a young man who's shy. And as you might guess, he, there was a girl that he was very, very interested in. And he's trying to figure out why she keeps dating the wrong guy. And so she, he goes to Mr. Anderson's, and we get the chance to see not only what happens with Mr. Anderson, but in a little while he's going to have a discussion with her and find out all sorts of things that we all can ponder. Mr. Anderson? Can I ask you something? Yeah. Why do nice people people choose the wrong people to date hmm. are we talking about anyone specific well we accept the love we think we deserve can we make them know that they deserve more we can try I had lunch with Craig today yeah he said he was sorry and that I was right to break up with him I'm driving away and just feeling so small, just asking myself, why do I and everyone I love pick people who treat us like we're nothing? We accept the love we think we deserve. 
Then why didn't you ever ask me out? I, um... I, I just didn't think that you wanted that. Well, what did you want? Well, I just want you to be happy. Don't you get it, Charlie? I can't feel that. It's really sweet and everything, but... You can't just sit there and put everybody's lives ahead of yours and think that counts as love. I don't want to be somebody's crush. I want people to like the real me. I know who you are, Sam. I, I know I'm quiet. And, and I know I should speak more. But if you knew the things that, uh, that were in my head most of the time, you'd know what it really meant. How, how much we're alike and, and how we've been through the same things. And, and you're not small. You're beautiful. We accept the love we think we deserve is the line. But I want you to, Jim, as you, as you think about the first chapter of the Song of Solomon, we have this picture of the king himself coming after this Shulamite woman who's obviously not in the same class level. And she says something really remarkable in that first chapter that I can never get out of my heart. It sticks in there like it's just an amazing thing. She says, she says, dark am I, don't stare at me. And she's saying that because she's struggling. I'm not worthy of your love. Right. To accept the love that, and she, she doesn't think we deserve that. And you know, just picture with me for a second, Jim, that you really are standing there with Jesus right this minute, and he's willing to throw his arms around you. How does that feel? Wow. It's overwhelming, and just the thought of it, that the creator of the universe would even care that I existed, much less love me enough to die for me. And how uh, I'll probably say, wait, no, stop. I don't deserve that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Sam I Allen, don't, and that, we don't. This is a struggle for men right here, isn't it, Sam? You know, it really is. I mean, I think that, you know, for men, there's lots of reasons we struggle with it. But, you know, we can struggle with it from our Heavenly Father because we never saw any evidence of it from our earthly father. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of things that we've talked about in other shows that it can impact it. But I think a lot of times is we just know what we've done, and even though we know that Jesus' blood covers it, and we're forgiven, often we have a hard time forgiving ourselves, you know, which really doesn't allow us to accept that love uh, that Christ is fully offering. Yeah, that dark am I yet comely is actually the, the word she says, and, and Dennis, for you, how does that feel? Well, I think it it's very close to home for me in terms of struggling with that and I I think that wow. It's uh the first picture that I got when you were talking to Jim was the and Sam will relate to this is the Wayne's World clip where they're down and going, We're not worthy, we're not worthy. <laughs> and that's the way I feel, but I felt about that in other relationships too. 
uh, in my life because of struggles I've had with self-forgiveness of I'm not worthy of your love. Well, that clip was easy to listen to in a way and inviting and thought-provoking. And I would love to just spend a lot of time on this. I don't want to be your crush. I can't feel that. And, and that's a whole part of love that I hope we can get into another show and, and maybe we can pull from that clip again. Mm-hmm. But this next clip will not be easy to listen to. It's very emotional. And here we have somebody rejecting, somebody offering. It's from the movie Goodwill Hunting. And we have a man that when he rejects that, it, it gets kind of emotional and almost abusive. Don't, don't tell me about my world. Change. Don't tell me about my world. I mean, you just want to have your little fling with, like, the guy from the other side of town and just sit around with the other trust fund babies and talk about how you went slumming too once. Why are you saying this? What is your obsession with this money? My father died when I was 13 and I inherited this money. You don't think every day I wake up and I wish that I could give it back? That I would give it back in a second if it meant I could have one more day with him? But I can't, and that's my life, and I deal with it. So don't put on me when you're the one that's afraid. I'm afraid. What, what, what am I afraid of? So what am I afraid of? You're afraid of? of me. You're afraid that I won't love you back. You know what? I'm afraid too. I want to give it a shot, and at least I'm honest with you. I'm not honest with you. No. What about your twelve brothers? No, you're not going. You're not leaving. What do you want to know? What? That I don't have twelve brothers? Yeah. That I'm an orphan? No, you don't want to hear I that. Didn't know no, that. you don't want to hear that. You don't I want to hear that I got it. cigarettes put out of me when I was a little kid. I didn't know that this that. isn't surgery that could stab me. You don't want to hear that, Skylar. I don't do you, don't hear tell that. me you want to hear that because I want to help you because I help want to me. Be... What do I got? A sign on my back that says save me? No. Do I look like I need that? No, God, I just want to be with don't, you. I love you. Don't me, don't I you. Love... I love you. I want to hear you say that you don't love me. Because if you say that, then I won't call you. And I won't be in your life. I don't love you. That is very, very, very painful to listen to Sam and as I hear him saying I don't love you and walking out the door I wonder how many times today I did that to God you know that's that's a good question Robbie and I you know I think there's this whole element that we're talking about of accepting the love from God and until we can really do that it's hard to accept the love from others you know, and in Will's case, everybody that was supposed to love him along the way has hurt him deeply. The ones that had been put in his his path and the foster care and all those things have hurt him deeply. And, you know, I just don't think that he can open his heart to love because he doesn't understand that it's even truly available without, you know, hurt being on the backside of it. Yeah, the risk involved is phenomenal. And and as we go through the three characters, we have four characters we've listened to. In the first clip, both people ended up going out there on the limb and risking. And here we only see Sky risking, and then she faces. It does not go well for her with all this risking at this point in time, and it ends up doing something else that love does that we're going to get to a little bit more in the next segment is suffer. She is in a lot and a great deal of suffering 
but the love there is is still remarkable. And and Dennis, you had something as no, I just think that I was thinking about something that Jim brought up earlier in the week when we were talking about this show that there's kind of a tension there. We talk about getting the acceptance, you know, accepting God's love. But the statement that Jim made in his email was accepting God's love, understanding that we're not deserving of it. So there you have that. You have that tension against being a human being and feeling like I am deserving of it. I mean, where do we go with all that? Yeah, where do we go with all that? And how do we get there? To the break. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> We're going to take you there. Well, we got so much more coming at you in the next segment. But right now, we'd ask that you might visit MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Take a look at the, the uh, boot camp coming up November 9th through the 12th. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace. You've come to fight as three men. Three men you are. What will you do without freedom? Find out from Jesus what you will do with that freedom. A four-day adventure with God. It's a Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. Boot Camp is designed to give men permission to be what God designed them to be, passionate warriors for the kingdom. Coming this November, the 9th through the 12th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register while you're thinking about it. It's one of the pillars of the masculine journey today. We are on pillar number three. We have done faith. We've done hope. And today we land here on love. And Dennis, that song speaks to you? Well, I think I think we got the right one, didn't we, Sam? We were talking about that yesterday or a few days ago about that song from Stephen Curtis Chapman. Interesting, though, that you know we're talking about accepting love, and he's basically at a point where you're saying, God... I need it. Bring it on. I want it. I want your love. Take me over. That's pretty cool. One of the things that I I discovered just last week, which is significant on this issue of love, is I found out that the root of the word passion and the root of the word patience in the Greek is actually P-A-T-I-O, which means to suffer. And when you begin to unpack what that may mean, when Jesus passion right it was his suffering and when paul describes what love is in first corinthians 13 very familiar passage the very first thing he actually says in the greek is love suffers long and so if we go back to think of what we just heard from skylar in that clip i mean she is really set up to suffer and as I've processed this all week it's at the point in time that I choose not to suffer that relationships break up mm-hmm. that Will did not want to suffer 
the reason he walked out that door is he didn't want to risk suffering. Again. Right. Well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I hate to share the bad news for everybody, but whether you choose to risk it or not, <laughs> open love is uh, open on you, whether you'd risk yes. it or not. <laughs> what do you think, Sam? Well, you know, I think that it is upon us, but do we open our hearts to it? And I think the question becomes, what keeps us from opening our heart, yes, to Jesus, but also to other people? You know, and I think a lot of times the only love that we've truly been demonstrated in our lives has not really gone well. And so that becomes an inhibitor. You know, I just, if I don't love, if I don't open my heart, then I can't be hurt. And that's what we've heard Will doing. You know, but it also chokes all the life out of you. There's no life without love. I can vouch for that. I mean, I I listen to that, and I hear myself uh, about 17 years ago in a relationship after my marriage had been over, and I prayed about having an opportunity to see some other women, and I met this Christian woman who's very nice to me and showed me a lot of love, And uh, but I wasn't ready to accept it. And when it ended, it ended badly. I mean, it ended with me yelling and screaming and saying, we're just going to break up. So that clip hits me very close to the heart because the wounds were still open, and I didn't realize it at the time. Actually, it's been part of this masculine journey for me that's gotten me to that point of starting to see that there was still so much hurt there that even went back to my childhood, those wounds that hadn't been healed, and I felt unlovable, but boy, I took it out on you. I want to make you feel a little better about that. That'd be great, man. Because I was, <laughs> when I was listening to what she was one of Sky is her name. Yeah. She was wonderful. Her whole presentation was very loving. Will not so much. I mean, we look at it as he was being cruel. But I think there was an underlying care for her that he knew how screwed up he was. So he was going to protect her by rejecting her, and show love and a not very normal way well almost like the the character in the first clip which yeah. was like i just want you to be happy that does not at, at my own sacrifice i i i want you in my life that's i desperately want you but more than that i want you to be happy and it seems like it's self-sacrificing but in the, in in that it, case it chokes the life out of you exactly. and he hits on something that's very true because when i think back again about that relationship i didn't think i was good enough for her well so. when, at some point in time we may find out too late that we um, didn't look at this exactly right. And so, Dennis, we have this amazing clip from now. It's, it's I, when I heard it was coming from the TV show MASH. I did. I had low expectations, but you blew <laughs> me away with this, well, Dennis. You didn't watch it enough, man, because there was a lot of stuff there. And uh, Sam and I had actually talked about a couple of MASH clips. And uh, this is when you know Hawkeye is the. You know, he's the, he's the love doctor in MASH, and he's always the one going after the ladies. But this one particular woman had really uh, struck a nerve in his heart and opened his heart. So she takes a long walk after a date that they have, and she ends up getting run over and dying. So he's giving you the eulogy, and uh, it's interesting to hear where Hawkeye goes with this. Lily Carpenter was 27 when she died. Not many of us knew her very well. And that's our loss because she was really somebody worth knowing. I'm sorry to say that I didn't really know her myself very well until last night when Fonda Mulcahy suggested that I, I read her diary. 
I got to know Millie Carpenter in those pages. Let me tell you about her. I'll start with the fudge. It was a big box, but Millie only gave one piece to each nurse. That was typical. She didn't seem to share much with anybody. Well, I know now that Millie gave the rest of that fudge to the wounded at post-op. She was working on the night shift, so no one was around to see her. I guess none of us really saw Millie. We thought she was kind of distant and unfriendly. In, in fact, she looked upon us with a kind of awe that, that we've done our jobs for so long and so well. She could have told us that, but she wasn't able to. Because as, it wasn't as some of us thought that she was uncaring, but it was because, as Millie wrote so often, she was shy. She was just too shy to express her, her deepest feelings. She could write them to herself, but she couldn't say it to us. I, I wish she had, because if she had, I, I might have felt for her before what I feel for her now. And I've learned something from her. See, I'm a lot like Millie. I'm, I'm not shy. I, I, I cover up my feelings with jokes. And I don't tell the people I care about the most, the most important thing that I can tell them, that I, that I do care. It's too late for Millie to change. That's, that's, that's sad, but maybe we can take a page from her diary. And I'd like to start right now and let a little of what I feel show through the cracks, through the, the wise cracks. To all the people here who I've sweated with and endured with, you're very important to me. And I hope I do a better job of letting you know it. And to those closest to me who, who, who mean so much to me, Colonel Potter, Father Mulcahy, Klinger, Margaret, Charles, and Beach. I love every one of you. And goodbye, Millie. Yeah, that's... Uh, it. It's an interesting place where we end up there, as God has been had me on this love lesson plan this week, because right before I listened to that clip today, I got a call from an old, old friend. In fact, it was a friend who had been my partner for years and years and years, like 30 years. And you may know my story is that I lost a dealership in Moxville through employee theft and whatever, and it led to some really difficult choices that had to be made on how we were going to spend what little money we had to try to stay in business or pay the IRS and all these kind of things. And he got so mad at me in a heated argument while we're trying to figure out a way to save our lives and the business that he walked out. And honestly, we had not reconciled for it's been nearly nine years. And he had called me to tell me a fellow friend had passed away. Um, and I had called him back to discuss that. And, and, and as we began to talk, <laughs> God was just like, this is, this is your chance. And I had a chance to apologize to him and say, you know, Tim, if I, our friendship was not worth what happened at the end and I was I don't know if I was right or wrong but at this point in time I'll just go on the record as saying I was wrong I did it wrong I wish we'd had all these years of friendship because we'd, we'd shared so many through the years and now I want you to know I love you and I've always loved you and you've meant so much to my life in so many different ways and it's interesting as I listen to Hawkeye in that you see you feel life. You feel 
love and you feel life and in, in being shared. It's a, it's a it's a great way to feel in it, it Dennis. Well, I think he lost it in this particular case. And Sam, we talked about some of this stuff. For one thing, Hawkeye was very selfish most of the time when it came to women. It was really what was in it for him and what he was after. But this this woman kind of broke him down a little bit in terms of her passing. And sometimes it takes, we get back to the suffering aspect. You know, you suffer and then you go back and you see these things and it makes you want to, to give some love. And Sam, you and I had talked earlier about uh, struggling with those things and forgiveness and uh, you said some things to me that were pretty hard to hear but do you recall any of that? You know I do Dennis and, and you know I, I just as your friend that loves you I called you out on you know not being able to forgive yourself Yeah. in some ways you know and, and when we can't do that we can't move forward now I mean you've moved forward in lots and lots of ways but then I was talking more in a past tense yeah, but it was on this topic, and it gave us a really good conversation. And you know, as we've been as I've been thinking about this, is you know we can't we can't give what we don't allow ourselves to receive. Mm-hmm. We can have a heart to give love to other people who want to, but until we really know the context of receiving it, we really can't do it as cleanly or as completely as we need to. Yeah, Jim, I. I, I can see him. He's jumping at the. He got something for us. I don't want to miss got out. Got that on Jim it. grin on his face. Well, it really goes back to something that uh, I picked up from Michael Card. Is that, and Jesus said it. It's uh, we don't even experience love until we've loved the unlovable, and we are the unlovable to God, <laughs> and we're loved by Him. But Jesus said, you know, if if you love those that love you, big deal. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but the ultimate love comes when we are giving love to another that has no reason to expect that love and no does not deserve it at all. That's an amazing line. Well, we just thank you for putting up with us loving the unlovable long enough to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this show today. We certainly would ask you to join us at MasculineJourneyRadio.org. We have this boot camp coming up in November. We, it would be so thrilled to share that time with you. The Covenant of Silence, actually, where you get a chance to go be with God. Again, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. We would love to see you there.